0: If I'm going to live above anxiety, I have to learn to pray right. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp. And today we have part two of Charles Stanley's message about anxiety. Here's Charles. And so... Let's just think for a moment, what are the consequences of that? The first thing I come to think about is the fact that it divides your mind, fragments your thinking, and therefore, as a result of that, if it divides your mind and gets you to, uh, off in some particular area that uh, has nothing to do with what you ought to be thinking about, your productivity goes down. That is, uh, when he says, don't be anxious about anything, there's a reason for it. It affects, for example, your relationships with other people. It affects your your energy and um, your power to concentrate. And uh, it wastes time. A person who's living with anxiety, their, their mind is fragmented about things. Uh, they can't focus very well. Therefore, they can't do their best of whatever they're doing. It affects their relationship to other people. They waste their time and their energy. and. Uh, They can't make wise decisions. People who are living in anxiety make unwise decisions. And so, we could go on and on at the list. For example, it affects you physically. There's no question about anxiety being a detriment to your physical being. It affects your heart. It can affect many things in you and many parts of your physical being, but we usually think in terms of the heart first or strokes or whatever it might be. And living with anxiety, that tension, that stress, your whole physical body responds to that. And so, when a person says, when a person says to you, I am not anxious, then <laughs> they just confess that they are. And the truth is, most people live with it. Now, watch this. You can live with it long enough that you're almost oblivious to it. And while you're oblivious to it, it's taking its toll in your physical body, in your emotional being. Two people, for example, who are very, very anxious about things, husband and wives cannot give them, of themselves to each other as they would like, as they desire to or need to, if both of them is all been up in anxiety. It affects every single aspect of your life. It affects your relationship to your children or it affects your relationship to uh, people uh, that you work with. God doesn't intend for us to have that in our life. It doesn't mean that we won't have moments of it. But He doesn't intend for us to live that lifestyle, which is where most people are, and most people can give you a pretty good list of why they're anxious. Well, if you knew my children, and my car is eight years old, and, and on my job, in other words, we could just go right down the list of reasons to be anxious. Then the question is, where is our Heavenly Father? Where is God? Is He who He says He is and if He is? And if He's given us instruction, then He must have an answer, a solution to that, and He does. Notice what He says here. He says, Don't be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So, if I'm going to be able to overcome anxiety and to live above that in my life, then the first thing I have to do is I have to learn to pray right. I have to learn to pray right. Somebody says, Isn't all praying right, praying? No, that's why Jesus gave us a pattern prayer in the Sermon on the Mount. And He taught, telling us how to pray and teaching us how to pray. What I want you to see, there are three words here, and oftentimes we just brush right over these and pay little attention to them. But He says, if you'll notice, He says, Don't be anxious for anything but in everything by prayer. By prayer is the general word uh, for praying and talking to the Father. Now, what does that mean? here's what it doesn't mean. It, it doesn't mean just saying, Well, Lord, here's what I need and so forth, and and here's what happens. So many times, we only pray about the big things in life. And what happens is we let the little things go by. And when you when you neglect praying for the little things before long, the little things become big things in our life. And so, when we talk about praying here, and He says, He says, in everything. Don't pray about some things, He says, but, but in everything by prayer. What is it in our life we don't need to pray about? Usually, if we neglect some area of our life, the next thing you know, I have a problem in that area. Whether it's relationships or finances or whatever it might be. God wants us to live in an intimate relationship with Him. And this Word involves three things. It involves our devotion to Him. It involves our worship of Him. It involves more than just coming to Him and saying, God, here's what I need, or here's what I want, or whatever it might be. And uh, most of the time, people have quick prayers. And most of the time, people's prayers are not focused on the Father, but they're focused on what they're looking for, what they need. And so, if your prayer life is coming to Him and most of that praying is about what you need, then you miss missed the point. The point is, listen. It's adoration, devotion, love, worship of Him. When we come to Him in that light, we come to Him in a sense of reverence. We're acknowledging who He is. We're acknowledging our need of Him. But we are coming to Him and recognizing His majesty, recognizing His greatness, recognizing His awesome power, that He is who He says He is, that He can do what He says He'll do, and that He loves us unconditionally. When we pray, the best way to get the best and the right answer is to focus on Him, because what is it that that He wants? Listen, God can give you and me anything in the world He chooses to because He's omnipotent. He has all power, He's omniscient, He knows exactly what we need. He knows the difference in my needs and my wants. Or as somebody says, my needs and my greeds, He knows the difference between them. And so when you and I come to Him, we know that we're coming to a heavenly Father who knows exactly what we need. He has the power to make every single thing possible, all of our needs to be met, so that what, what is it He desires? He desires our love and our devotion. He wants our focus to be upon Him because what's His greatest desire is to build an intimate relationship with you and me so that the ones He died for, those of us who have trusted Him as our personal Savior, He loves us. He wants the best for us. And He wants us to love Him back and to recognize that He's the source of every good thing that comes our way. He's the source of some things that are not what we would consider good, but He's the source and He turns it into good. So, he says, if you want to avoid anxiety in your life, first thing, he says you come to Him and you pray. And notice what he says, pray about everything. And I wonder if you think for just a moment, if you think about your daily prayer time, how much of that is spent on you and you alone and your needs? And I've heard people say, Listen, I have so many needs of my own and so many problems of my own, and you're telling me I ought to be praying for other people? That's the reason maybe you've got some of them, that your focus is not right. You should be focused on Him. So when He says, Pray about everything. Bring it to the Father who knows how to deal with it. Because think about this. People who are very, very anxious and not praying right, what happens? One of the reasons they don't want to pray about many other folks is because they're so enmeshed and choked by their own concerns for themselves. One of the best ways to deal with that (laughs) is to start praying for other people. But if you're uptight about what's going on in your life, you're not going to spend much time doing it. Plus the fact, if you are, you probably feel a little guilty. And if you feel guilty, you don't want to spend too much time in the presence of holiness, so you want to make that real quick and move on to something else. But here's what he's saying. If you want to avoid anxiety, Pray about everything, bring it all to the heavenly Father and and be specific about it. Now, notice the other word he uses. He says, uh, and uh, prayer and supplication. Well, what in the world does that mean? Turn to uh, Hebrews uh, for a moment and uh, look, if you will, in the fifth chapter of Hebrews. And I want you to notice why I think the Apostle Paul uh, would use uh, these words. And in the fifth chapter, and look, if you will, in the seventh verse. And he's speaking of Jesus, and here's what he says. In the days of his flesh, that is when he was alive, he offered up both, listen, both prayers and supplications with loud crying and tears to the one able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his piety. Now, there are two things I want you to notice there. Here is Jesus, the Son of God, crying out to his Father, and you recall what happened in Gethsemane in. said to his disciples, could you not even stay awake and pray with me for a little while? His soul, he said, was un- as unto death, going through the most difficult times of his life. So, supplication isn't just coming in and saying, well, Lord, I, I have a need. And we've talked about this issue of crying out to God. There are situations and circumstances that oftentimes create such feelings of desperation in their life that we do cry out to Him. And you go through the Old Testament, read the Psalms. How many times David said, I cried unto the Lord, and the Lord heard me and delivered me out of all my troubles. I cried unto the Lord, and the Lord heard me and delivered me from my enemies. Crying out to God is the outpouring of the heart. That's deep down inside. It isn't something that's just lip service. Now, Lord, uh, you know so and so, but something that you feel so deeply. And so he says, We're to come to him with prayers and supplications. And then if you'll notice this last word, he says not only that, but he says also with thanksgiving. Now, why would he add that? I think there are probably lots of reasons, but put it this way How many times? Have you prayed and asked God to do something, and He didn't do it for three or four or five days or so forth, maybe a week goes by, and then He answers your prayer. Now, watch this. He may answer it through someone else. He may answer it in a way that you don't expect. And how many times did you stop to give Him thanks and to praise Him for answering your prayer? Oftentimes, we are fast on asking and very slow on thanking. That was Dr. Charles Stanley, and you can find it on YouTube if you search under Charles Stanley When Anxiety Strikes. You can find out more information also about him at his website, intouch.org. I hope you have an amazing day, and I will see you tomorrow.